0: This week on the after show, we make fun of Fort Max's minivan, and we try to explain to Scott, a non Toku fan, why we can watch Toku year after year after year after year after year. What
1: about Vegas? Vegas seems nice.
2: I know lots, lots of people who up. actually live there and know. No? No, no. Living in Vegas is not fun because Vegas living people who live in Vegas it's actually kind of a boring little town. Ah. you know it's not all the Strip. It's actually just right. you know hot and deserty and. Bleh.
1: I thought we'd just like playing New Vegas. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, I get to go around and shoot whoever the hell I want. Well, then yeah, that one might be a possibility. You just but a of the of-
1: desert and the super mutants attacking you.
2: Yeah, well, I, the biggest, fattest, ugliest super mutants are in Walmart in Georgia. So whatever.
0: No, they're in Walmart everywhere. Walmart <laughs> like is it. this amazing, like, dimensional nexus where no matter where you are, when you go into Walmart, you're in Georgia.
2: Yeah, you're in the same Walmart. <laughs> it's like the TARDIS. It's uglier on the what? inside. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, just like me, I'm ugly on the inside. This one Walmart I stopped at in Arkansas... <laughs> The whole inside of it smelled like fart.
2: Well, I think that's just Arkansas. Probably. Like I was
0: saying,
2: well, like I was saying previously in my drive through uh Texas, West Texas, this is all flat full of oil fields and petroleum plants, smells like skunk farts. So I think it's probably related. <laughs> I mean, it is just for like six hours of driving, flat, ugly, oil derricks everywhere, petroleum plants, and it just smells like
1: fart constantly. <laughs> You should have rolled in your window and held it a lighter and let you trail a fire behind you. (laughs)
0: Badass.
2: If I could have the entire state of Texas on fire, I would have. (laughs) Fuck that place.
0: But Fort Max lives there. I pretty much agree with him on that, though. (laughs) But it's right to keep
1: all your stuff.
0: Right, but he's going to burn your house down. He can come to
2: California. It's Watch awesome. Out. Everyone should come to California. You might get what you're it's after. Awesome.
0: Fort Max, he's going to burn your house down and also your Chevy minivan. It's a Toyota. They're not oh. the same thing, are they? <laughs> if it was a Chevy, I don't think it would have lasted as
3: long as it has. No, it probably wouldn't Snap. have. What kind is it? Uh, '92 Toyota Previa.
2: Ah,
0: the sexiest of
1: all vehicles. It's the, it's the only minivan that sounds like a pill for erectile dysfunction.
0: Oh, it totally <laughs> does, doesn't it? <laughs> oh my god! Yeah.
1: If, if after driving a Previa, you experience an erection for more than four to six hours, please see an auto mechanic.
2: <laughs> Get your oil changed, if you know what I mean.
0: As it turns out, driving a you know Toyota minivan is actually the cure for an erection. <laughs> oh, I was going to say it's birth control. Okay, so yeah, I'm actually looking at uh, an early 90s preview right now, and boy, is that ugly. Mid-engine that. as well. Ooh, fancy. <laughs> Why do you have a <laughs> mid-engine minivan? What, is that
2: like a rotary engine or something? What the hell? No.
0: No, it's...
3: Just... <laughs> Four-cylinder.
0: No, well, no, really? no, I mean, okay, so like, I'm four-cylinder engine in the minivan's not weird to me because we've had a couple minivans and they were both four-cylinder. But you said it was mid-body. It's
3: the uh, engine is under the uh, front seats.
0: Why? Why would you do that in a
1: minivan? Uh, the vibrations. Oh. Well, you want to keep the engine the engine in the engineering hole. <laughs> well, then it would be See, a you rear- mount a giant disc up front.
0: No, but if if you want the, that, you the would have a driving section. If you had that, you'd have an engine in the rear of the van because that's where the engineering hole should be in the back. No, 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 the bumper is the deflector dish. <laughs> it's only okay. okay the so shoulder. what you're saying is that uh, Fort Max's minivan is missing the saucer section.
1: Yes, there was an emergency separation. Okay. And Troy crashed into a planet.
0: Damn it, Troy! Do you know what you've done to the insurance premiums? Although, I can
2: say that, yeah, the Previa comment about it being like a a pill, yeah, it looks like a pill.
0: <laughs> it looks like a suppository. Yeah, I mean, okay, so, like...
1: Pregnant women should not handle broken Previa's for risk of a certain kind of birth defect.
0: Oh, my God. Wolf babies. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, look at this one, and, yeah, it totally looks like a pill. <laughs> oh. It's, you know, it's just—it's a previa capsule. Yeah, pretty much. Fort Max
1: is just fuming.
0: Yeah, but is he, okay, He's mad. Fort Max, or... Fort Max, do you have like strong personal feelings toward your minivan? Are we being—are really. we being offensive calling your no. minivan a, a suppository? Nope. Okay. That's... Okay. Good. He's gonna I, find us. I'm I didn't really think so, but you know. Sometimes it is hard to tell Fort Max when you're being oh quiet just because you have nothing to say or you're being quiet. The car is awesome. Chewing. Holy
2: <laughs> shit, dude. That's awesome.
1: What is this from? Soul Brain. Uh, Metal Heroes. Yeah.
0: Super Vehicle... What is Soul it, Brain. That?
2: Oh, yes. The mustard yellow just makes it look high tech.
1: <laughs> I was going to put that more on the lasers.
0: It's a rescue truck. Uh, no. So they're rescue lasers.
2: Maybe the rims yeah. then. The the license plate, the fact that it's got these cannons on it. But my god, it is registered with the state.
0: <laughs> okay, so here's the thing: like you probably don't care, but it does matter if the vehicles are street legal for Toku filming.
2: Wait, they have to be? That's like a rule.
0: Uh, if If you if want to drive them anywhere that's not private parking,
3: roads, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Like, it, com- it, like the current Common Rider series, Common Rider Drive, uh,
0: they cannot drive the t- yes, Hitler
3: character's vehicle on public roads because it is not street legal.
0: Ironically, Common Rider Drive cannot drive his car on public roads.
2: Oh. Well, come kind of to think of it could the uh, could the General Lee from Dukes of Hazard do that? Because they're always on like dirt roads and, and back lots in California.
0: I think that was more just for convenience of filming. <laughs> And right. plus sign it
3: was it was just a modified car. It was just a modified car. It probably was street legal.
0: Yeah, like Does in Common... County even have paved roads? Probably not. In Common Rider Drive, they actually like had a custom car designed and built for use in the show that is not street legal. A really
1: stupid custom car over here. We should show it off.
0: Yeah, we might as well. To give him a good reason why he's not watching Toku. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I suppose the generally didn't have, like, laser cannons on it, because if it had, well, I would have to even a lot those,
0: better. Even those laser cannons on the Soulbrain then wouldn't have made a difference, because, you know... If... It's still a base previa. Yeah, essentially... everything, everything came off,
3: because they were, you, they were using that thing later, spray-painted black. <laughs> Gosh. You could tell it was the Soulbrain one, because when they opened the uh, any of the doors, you could see the uh, Soulbrain paint job.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> So they did, they did a cheap paint job. They didn't even take it apart to paint it. Yeah. Ah, Toei, spare no expense.
1: Wow. This is the dumbest fucking car.
0: Yeah, it's pretty bad. Okay, so like it got so bad in the show, too, that they couldn't take it anywhere that wasn't, like, a private parking lot or... Uh, or their back lot road or... Or the closed-down airstrip or something. Um... That they actually introduced upgrade parts for it, so they could just CG it flying around.
2: When you say CG, and this is a like an early '90s previa, my No, mind not, not knows. this. The,
0: not this. The Common Rider Drive thing. Oh, okay. all right, to. all right. Although, although oh, it, it looks yeah. like early '90s gotcha. CG because oh, it's Japan. That's awesome. No, it's not. Oh, oh dude. Scott, <laughs> that's so cool. Scott, oh, Scott. Scott. <laughs>
2: I love the wheels that are like mid-air in the back. That's
0: great. But they don't do anything. <laughs> There's no point in them being there. <laughs> they don't uh, make any sense. Now, if
3: you want actual early 90s uh, CGI.
0: <laughs> are you going to show them Zedo? Load. Is it animated?
2: Ooh, it's got sound. Come on, Load. Oh, yeah, NKV. Oh, okay. There we go. Go.
1: Whoa, oh. that
2: CGI is so bad it looks real. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Neat no, seriously, that's 1990 91. from two kind of years it? ago
1: in Japan.
2: There we go. Came look, out these... what? 1991. That's 91? Yeah. That's not bad at all. That's awesome.
3: But the thing is, is that that's how Toei CG looked for at least
2: 15 years.
0: Yes, it still looks like that. Like, they got to that point and never advanced again.
2: Yeah, because they hired one dude to do it all, and that's just one guy who's ever done it.
0: (laughs) They hired one dude to do it all and made him do all of it for the next 15 years in one afternoon.
2: (laughs) He just planned ahead very well. Yeah. Like,
3: here's the thing. Yeah, and like, the CG guy in, like, 2000 looks just like that. Yeah, oh, it's like,
0: here's here's all the themes we might use over the next two decades just like work around this.
1: Right. We'll do the we'll rest split Let's them together Japan later don't put worry. all our animation budget into ink and paint and nothing into CGI.
2: <laughs> oh man. I just you know, something I just the whole Sentai thing I mean, it's, it's such a strong theme. It's such a strong theme to me. And the way they have to, gosh, I don't even know how even the words use, how they kind of iterate it to make it new and different every time. It's so subtle to me that it's hard for me to like understand, you know, I guess because I'm a Guilo or whatever, but, you know, a Gaijin. It just seems weird that... Uh, I, I just can't get my hand around it. Okay, you have the team. You, you can't get your hand vehicles. around it?
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> my
3: okay, if you If Okay, if they aren't making... If they aren't doing a new version of it every year, they aren't going to be able to sell new toys. No, no, I get that.
2: I get that. It's just... it's I don't know... I, I think what he's saying is all subtleties the of the trope miss you? Y- yeah. I mean, I, I understand that there are subtleties to the trope, but the trope seems so iconic and so strong. It's like, how how... Is not everybody tired of it so far? You know, it's been going on for like forty years, and people still aren't tired of it.
1: I, I think it's because how it basically plays out is that people do get tired of it, but not all at the same time.
0: And okay. like, of course, you know, with the main the main focus of it being to kids, kids age out of it after three or four years, and then you get the fresh a fresh batch. in, although not so much anymore because Japan's going extinct, but still, <laughs> right. You, you, you know that's how it's gone for forty years, because it's new to someone every year.
1: Yeah, and yeah. they the cycle through general themes of serious versus funny, right? So when if you're into the serious ones, you will be into it for a little, for a couple of years, and they'll shift towards the comedic ones, and you'll and get tired of it quick. And you'll step get out.
0: A, very occasionally you'll also get a what the fuck thrown in there.
2: Yeah, I think I've seen a few of those thanks to Hey Mickey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So but still though it's still the 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 central conceit, you know, the central trope of the whole sentai, the team, the vehicles and the colors and the I was just
0: I was just asking you a question. You didn't have to hang up on me. <laughs> it's not <just laughs> oh, you hang up. I hung up on everybody.
3: Actually Cow is uh temperamental at times. Yeah. yeah.
2: I see.
1: The internet uh, X-Pri's house is connected by Cow. mm mm-hmm. Mhm and if they move too far the wire gets pulled out of the plug See that's there's the thing a, we
0: haven't we haven't advanced technology around here enough so we're still using uh leather age internet Yeah I, there's a
2: there's a wife and or mother joke in there somewhere that I'm not going to touch
1: <laughs> Oh you absolutely should touch mother jokes here We certainly <laughs> do we Yeah but it's somebody that I that I don't we, know that well so We,
0: we touch your mother so. all the time <laughs> <Mm-mm>.
2: <laughs> No that's impossible because the the cumulative effect of touch on an object that size is, you know, infinitesimal.
1: <laughs> the thing is, once you approach the event horizon, you can't help but touch her. It all poses at once. Yeah.
2: You become one with 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 the mass.
0: <laughs> Your atoms just spread out all over the surface. Yeah, Does that the the a captured
1: image of you stored in the event horizon of the exact moment she ate you? <laughs> <laughs> uh.
2: Yes, yeah, just gives off uh, Hawking radiation in the form of sluttiness. <laughs> just like Stephen Hawking.
0: <laughs> yeah. That
2: man is a slut. You know how many times he's been married? <laughs> yep.
0: How many times has he been married?
2: <laughs> like five. Wow. He, he gets married, gets a nurse who helps him every day, divorces his wife, marries the nurse, and uh. then the cycle repeats. Seriously. Ah. Uh. He'll marry a nurse and then turn into a wife and then marry a nurse.
1: I guess he just has a nurse fetish. (laughs) That
2: is so lucky for him. (laughs) He's a lucky guy. (laughs) We went. Anyway, as I was saying, as I was saying, Sentai is fucking stupid and you're all dumb for watching it. Yeah,
1: basically. No, no. I'm just saying. Sometimes, well, I just can't
2: find a parallel in like an American culture, like the Sentai in Japan. I mean, because America, we kind of churn through stuff too. We change and we tweak and all that stuff, and that's that's all true. But we also like stop doing stuff too, like '80s cartoons. We don't really do those anymore, right? But
0: Power Rangers is us taking what Japan started and just making it work here. I don't really think.
1: Yeah, uh, but you know. Sentai, is kind of interesting that it has been going on for, what, almost 40 years now, uninterrupted.
0: Right. I I think, like, just based on the things I'm interested in, you know, Transformers does that.
1: Except Transformers has gone away, though.
0: Transformers has gone away, but, you know, it does come back and reinvent itself while keeping to basically the same kind of themes. It just, you know, changes the labels and mixes things up a little bit when it decides to renew.
2: Yeah, it doesn't have nearly the consistency or strength of trope like Sentai does, it seems to me. Like I so said, I could be wrong because I don't know that much about the Sentai. I've seen you know some stuff, hey, Mickey sent me, and I've seen some of the other things. No, but it, you, it seems... you're, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: you, basically, every Sentai does have the same basic setup of – Here's a team in the first episode they get their powers uh, they get their swords they get some upgrades mm-hmm. they fight monsters in the very end of the year it's resolved I mean right. then it repeats I mean the ingredients change but the recipe is always the same right right
2: and people aren't tired of it that's what I don't get is just because uh, Japan is much more of a uh, homogeneous culture that they can sustain it for that long that's just such a part of them uh, uh- no,
3: okay, well, it's more that they're getting new kids every year.
0: <laughs> I mean, people like no, nothing's speaking in a
1: larger a cultural sense. Like you know, say in America here, you know, we you know, you'll go through your Western phase, your space phase. You know, where the, the cultural shift of what the culture finds entertaining will go through a little different zeitgeist's.
2: Right, right. And 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 different ones of different tropes. Like I said, Westerns were popular and then sci fi and then dinosaurs and then cowboys and then ninjas or whatever, you know, but and they're all different kind of formulae. Like I said, eighties cartoons were very formulaic and they followed that pattern for, you know, ten years or so, maybe into early nineties a little bit, selling toys. But then that kinda went away. And I don't see nineties
1: cartoons became very story driven. Right. Right. And then you know, modern stuff is a lot more character driven. Uh, the, the best example I can think of for an American property that says, sort of consistently follows the same trope like Spider-Man. Spider-Man is pretty consistently Spider-Man throughout his entire history. But that's
2: a single character though, not no, a – No, but I'm saying in a broader genre.
1: sense of an uh, entertainment property that basically is always true to its core self. Sure, sure. You know,
2: snarky teenager gets superpowers, learns responsibility, all that kind of stuff. I mean, but it's,
1: it's always got about the same vibe to it, unless you're in a, like a weird spin off. Right.
2: Yeah, but as I said, that's, that's one character, not an entire trope.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think Scott's right, just that there's not an American thing that directly analogs Sentai. Yeah.
2: yeah, and it's hard for me to wrap my head around that because I want to find something so I can understand it better. You know, I'm not, like, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Well,. The,
1: Sentai always has the same basic formula, but like I said, it's the ingredients and the ingredient that change and how those ingredients are combined that make each year interesting or not.
2: Yeah. I just, um, it, it, also,
1: between yeah. the different ages of time period, like early 80s shit <laughs> is oh, man. fucking weird.
0: And like God. the early mid 90s is just like a <clears> string <throat> of really high quality in terms of storytelling and what they squeezed out of what they could do with effects at that point.
2: Right, right. Yeah, because I know there's depth and there's all kind of different flavors. There's adult, there's kitty, you know, there's there's weird, like there's Like, late kind of eighties
3: tended to be more mili- military themed stuff, uh really? bit hmm. more uh I little bit more uh brutal in ways. Uh interesting. And, and modern
1: stuff is comparatively pretty superficial for the most part. I mean, there are exceptions, but mm-hmm. it's a lot more focused on selling an extensive line of toys than it was in the past.
0: But at right. the same time, it's often more, you know, light and fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But and it's when also they, the they, nicest
1: looking it's ever looked just as well.
0: But, you know, when they decide to, like, push the depth in the story, they still have all the depth they need to push the story. Yeah. Right
2: it's just amazing how they can iterate on the same kind of concept for this long and still come up with new things in that, in that, uh, that recipe, you know, that's just amazing to me. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, it's just, it's, it's cool that they can do it, you know, cause it's such a part of them. I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to you know grow up as a kid and have the Sentai and have all that kind of stuff and then see the same genre just as strong and so far evolved, but still at its core, the same. I mean, that's gotta be kind of cool to live like in that kind of culture, you
1: know, well, it's interesting because there's, in like, anniversary specials sometimes. You'll see a shot of, you know, the dad with their child pointing to up the old Sentai. That's who I watched as a kid. Right. Go, Go-Kaiju we... did a lot of stuff like that, the big super fan jerk-off series. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, because we can do that. Because, I mean, my dad would tell me stories. You know, he read the Spider-Man comics, you know, when he was a kid. You know, he was growing up in the late 50s, early 60s you know, at that age and Spider-Man and Superman and, and he's reading all those and the Atom and all that kind of cool stuff. And, you know, and it's neat. Cause I can look, look fucking Captain America on the big screen in Marvel cinematic universe. How awesome is this shit? You know? <laughs> so I guess that's, the, I guess maybe just superheroes what? in general, maybe that's kind of the same kind of parallel.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh... I mean, I guess in our case with the superheroes, it's less about staying within one medium and doing new different iterations on the base concept and more how it adapts through different media and right. different adaptations within different media types.
2: Right. Cause it's the character concept that gets passed through, not the yeah. trope, but the concept, mm-hmm. you know, here, here's yeah. a hero. Why is he a hero? Oh, cause he has powers and he uses them or he doesn't have powers and he uses them for this reason. What drives the character? It's much more internal. It seems like.
0: And, I mean, like, Sentai kind of works the same way where it's – yeah, there's tropes and themes, but they're explored different ways with different groups of characters and the different writers that come to it.
2: Yeah. I mean, because, like with the, the Sentais, it's always – to me, it's always the, why didn't they just use their super mega attack at the very beginning of the goddamn fight?
1: <laughs> well, that's a frequent joke that's made, but, you know, there are also frequent times when that does happen. Because yeah, they that's... realize that we should use this right away. Yeah. And, that and one that's, one the... that, that's one of the ways that Sentai is really fun is that you're conditioned to expect it to be a specific thing. Therefore, when it deviates from that, it's incredibly surprising and it catches you off guard.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. If you're
1: never right. expecting it to be the same thing twice, then any change becomes standard. Like Spider-Man's right. life, there's always going to be something, sh- some kind of shit that goes wrong with him. So you sort of expect it. Right, right. With Sentai, you're expecting it to be the straight of the straight arrow path to the finish. And so when shit comes along that's different, it surprises you even more.
2: Right. No, no, that makes that makes perfect sense actually. Like I mean, uh for example, yeah.
1: uh one series, Go Busters from a few years ago. Uh they ended up fighting the, the final boss for the series halfway through the show and starting <laughs> up a second plot. Really?
0: Uh uh-huh. Oh, and also in, this, I mean, was less in like... than the episode— Go ahead.
1: Thought, we're gonna we're going to end the series here at episode 25 and just start over again. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it threw everyone for a loop for like eight weeks because no one knew what the hell was going on with the series. The show's half over. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, did, did it work though? Not – when you were watching it, no, it was a disaster. But, but when like, you got about 10 episodes – 15, 20 10 episodes, episodes later,
0: it I mean, all starts
1: tying back in together, and it made perfect sense what they did. Cool, cool,
0: cool. Well, and the thing is, too, like, I think part of the way we can enjoy it the way we do is because, like, you know, we know enough to understand, like, the background processes that are going on at the same time. So, like, with the Go Busters thing, you know, fighting the final villain halfway through the series, okay, they're making a really hard attempt to, like, retool what this show is trying to be. And then ten episodes later, you see, like, wait, this is just what it was doing before they did the the, like retool thing at the halfway point they're just going right back to the old story so then it becomes this amazing thing of like they're totally just saying screw it we're telling the story we wanted to regardless right and then it becomes a little bit more amazing because of that and then you
3: hit uh, go then you hit the uh, go busters returns movie
1: (laughs) where they make fun of what the studio wanted them to turn the show into yeah that's awesome
3: yeah. Which, where you yeah, have in the, this entire in the, sequence where it's this alternate universe with the Go Busters as a color by the numbers Sentai series.
0: Right. Nice. In the space of a one hour movie, they go through like a whole 50 episode series worth of alternate events. Hmm. In like heavy parody form. It's pretty great. It's awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I mean, it, that is kind of the, the fun thing with that is, And on
3: so, GoBusters as well, I also <clears> just shook things up because it would usually have on the giant robot battle going on at the same time they were fighting
2: the uh,
1: normal-sized the enemies. Yeah.
2: Well, so some of them would be like in, you know, mega-fauna form, and the other ones would still be like ground level?
1: Yep. Yeah. They'd have to split the team up and some would go to giant robots and some would still on the ground and fight. And sometimes
3: they'd be having to... Uh, avoid on having to step around kind of the giant battle. <laughs> yeah,
0: like the Go, busters, be... Go busters okay, so Go was like the big anniversary series where they did all the callbacks and tributes to the previous Sentai series. And then Go Busters was the very next series and you could see they were trying to do all kinds of different conceptual stuff with this while staying in the Sentai mindset. It didn't really resonate with...
3: They even got rid... They even got rid of the spandex. They had more leathery... uh...
0: Yeah. Uh, And they also got rid of, like, a lot of the standard stock footage elements, too. Um, But, like, it didn't really resonate with the audiences in Japan, so, like, that was the only year it was that different, and then it went back (laughs) to more standard formula. Well, it's more that the
3: toy line didn't resonate that well. The, uh... I mean, the show itself I mean, has been, been following the kind of downward trend in ratings that it has ever since it's been going up against Pokemon.
0: Yeah. Huh. But, you know, they, they have played it safer with everything since yeah. then, and... But, I mean, that also makes GoBusters stand out a lot as a series, just because so much of it was trying to do different things. Right. <clears throat> Which yeah, is why you got like the, yeah. the
1: early '80s series, which you know they are. The, I like a lot, uh, like Bioman, and you get into a lot of really cracked out, weird shit, like what we see here in Star Trek Animated, where you're, like, you're just sort of stunned, going, "What the fuck is going on? This is weird <laughs> as shit!" And I'm scared, and it's amazing.
0: Okay, so there's um the this one series, Bioman, and in episode ten, they just like murder the shit out of their Yellow Ranger. Oh God.
1: For like twenty straight minutes, she gets shot with lasers.
0: Yeah, basically every scene, she's jumping in front of the whole rest of the team and getting shot with a laser Tommy gun. How could that? Because the actress become...
1: quit the show without notice.
2: Uh, I see. So that that was like stock footage they had to use of it then. No. No, it
1: wasn't stock no. footage. They just <laughs> no. put someone in the suit and they shot the They just had the regular suit actor
3: in the in the suit getting shot at for twenty minutes. <laughs>
2: how did that not become like parody though? I mean, how did that not Or did well, it? Yellow four. Yellow four. <laughs> oh my god. Uh there's so much more has introduced
1: the concept of battle lesbians.
2: <laughs>
1: well, I'm all on board for that. <laughs> Just imagine some manly Japanese women in spandex and kabuki makeup with nunchucks.
2: Oh, well, I'm way ahead of you. I mean, I've got a whole folder for that.
1: Well, like a Japanese David Bowie doing karate. <laughs> God. Battle lesbians. Yeah.
3: And uh, the other battle
1: lesbian is a cat girl for because. Yeah. Well, because yeah. of reasons. <laughs> So basically, it all boils down to Sentai looks very simple from the outside because it does follow the the standard trope,
0: right? But, but it's
1: all the how the pieces fit together like a Lego set in different ways and combinations that make it interesting from year to year or not interesting.
0: And the other thing to think about with this too is that like you do occasionally get like a first-time writer on a Sentai series as their first time at bat with that. But for a lot of it, like, it's a pool of writers who just cycle through and, you know, think about it from how they have to look at. It. They're going to try to put new different things in as much as they can just to keep it interesting for themselves. So, like, tropes will be tropes and it's going to stick to that. But there's also going to be nuances to every series because these writers want to do something different within the field they're put in.
2: Right. 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 And, and apparently there's enough moving parts in there that you can do that. Yeah. Which which yeah. someone who doesn't know it well enough, would I would not assume that. I would not assume that there's enough material there that you could shift it around and make it interesting. You know, for 40 years.
0: You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. No, I mean, there's like, there's Sentai that have really messed up undertones through the whole series that generally will pay off toward the end is like how did they how have they done this series like this uh you know tokuger's is a really good example of that too which i mean i guess we can just go ahead and give you spoilers because you're probably not going to watch it anyway but like <laughs> you know within the first five episodes we were predicting the plot twist that comes in the middle and it ended up being exactly what we thought there's a lot of stuff in tokuger that we predicted right that is just like fridge horror stuff but uh <laughs> Yeah. You know, it's just like, you know.
1: Well, yeah. Okay, Tokyo for example. Um, they revealed it. The costumes were extraordinarily basic. The Megazord is literally a series of boxes just stacked next to each other.
0: I mean, like all the all the basic production elements for a Sentai that you get to see ahead of time. It all looked terrible. Wow. And
1: Aaron, the comment was made. It all looks like some kind of shit a child would draw.
0: Good lord. Uh huh. The cast is
1: all extraordinarily stupid and naive.
0: <laughs> and okay. so about
1: around episode 10 or so, we start predicting, you know what? I bet you the reason why they don't know where their hometown is or any memories before they got on this train is because they're really still kids. So flash
0: forward to episode 30 or so.
1: And surprise, yes. They are still kids who dreamed up these powers themselves through their imagination, which is why everything looks like it's been designed by a child, because it has. Wow. (laughs) That was the conceit of the show.
0: Right. Yes. That they hid in plain sight for half the series. Right. And they just had to sit there
2: and take the abuse of people going, well, this looks like some uh, stupid child came up with.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because that's the whole design intent of the show.
2: But they couldn't come out and just say, "Well, that's because it is, and here's what we're going with it." They couldn't say that because I had to keep it, you know, the secret until it was revealed, right?
0: And then everybody right. understood.
2: Oh, that's amazing! That they can get away with that. See, that's ballsy. Thing, I like that.
0: And the thing is, too, the series kind of compensated for that in the meantime by making all the rubber monster suits look amazing. They had a, there uh, are some uh, of the one most pair amazing of concepts.
1: that yes. was designed after those. Plastic lawn furniture. One was a plastic table, and one was a plastic chair. <laughs>
0: and and their the powers chair were that it suit... could
1: make you sit down in them, and then flip the table over on you.
0: Yeah, the chair oh. suit was actually designed so the suit actor could sit down, and there was a pair of legs coming out the butt. So it, you know, he was a chair when he was sitting down. <laughs>
2: Yeah, what what objects have they not turned into
1: robots in that fucking country? I would say
0: dildos, but the train. No, seen it.
1: Yep. (laughs) And (laughs) Tokyo did give us the one that was a a hypodermic syringe, so we already had our heroin monster.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was that episode
0: was great too because me and Mickey both hit on it exactly the same time. Oh, heroin, (laughs) Bunky.
1: So another fun thing in Tokyo though, was we picked up on a hidden plot throughout the whole series (laughs) where the little mentor character on the train is the conductor, and he's got a little hand puppet named Ticket. Okay. And, you know, they start teasing weird things about Ticket sort of early on, like he shows up through a hole in the wall where, like, where the hell is the conductor's arm?
3: Or shows up through a part of the control console their Megazord.
0: Yeah. Just pops Um, up in places where it shouldn't be possible for... Conductor's body to be connected to it somewhere. Right. Uh, they,
1: they rip off the puppet at one time and it talks anyway. Oh, that's terrifying beyond all comprehension. Okay.
3: Uh, the
2: puppet so, attaches
3: itself to someone else's arm and can't be removed. Oh my god, that's a nightmare. <laughs> and then goes up having a uh, slap fight with some other puppet. Still terrifying. So they play all this up for comedy. But we piece together, and then draw, in the witness... movie, they show the movie exclusive con- space conductor as kind of a puppet that she that I mean, it doesn't do much because she's just uh, she's all kind of new at new at this. So what we piece together is this hidden story
1: they're telling: is that the puppet is actually
0: a life form.
1: Yeah, it's the host organism. It's a it's a parasite basically,
0: right. and the conductor... it conducts
1: onto a human and slowly drains from them becomes more and more real.
0: And, then, and okay, uh, so in the midpoint of the this... series they introduce the president of the train line who is a man with a giant plush rabbit head who oh, we god. then deduced is the end result of one of these parasitic takeovers where the human body underneath has just been completely subsumed and no longer exists as its own entity anymore. Oh god. And like there is so much presented on the sidelines of the show to support this and nothing refuting the ideas. Yes. That we basically feel it's as close to Canon for the show as you can get without them just coming out and saying, yeah, these things come from planet hand puppet or whatever. Right.
2: It's that subtext that is so freaking creepy.
0: But like, you know, if you look at it just from the flattest perspective, you know, it's, a series about little kids in a world expressed from their imagination. So yeah, of course the puppets are themselves real beings because any little kid is going to treat a puppet as being a real entity.
1: But if you're coming up from an adult perspective, you read into things and you see stuff that was designed for an adult audience. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, and that's something that I think Western culture is only getting into – Fairly recent, the last de- couple decades, of, of making something that works on two levels like that.
0: Yeah. Like, most 90s cartoons are that.
2: Yes. Yeah, they started getting that way in the 90s. Yeah, where they worked on two levels.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mighty Tiny Max Tunes, was like that a lot.
0: Tiny mm-hmm. Toons, Animaniacs, Mighty Max. Um...
1: I'd say Exo Squad, but Exo Squad was pretty clearly intended for adults. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Racism, civil war, murder, genocide. Yeah, mm-hmm. betrayal. Shoot missiles. Betrayal <laughs> and politics and, and
2: speciesism and racism and good grief.
0: <laughs> Exo Squad was like a really heavy show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. They yeah. should have had an episode of Exo Squad like in the pale moonlight.
0: <laughs> Where JT's just sitting around in his quarters. Trying to come to terms with going something. over the
1: casualty reports,
0: <laughs> whatever atrocity he had to commit in the name of.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say he's sitting there like like a handgun, you know. He keeps like the camera keeps lingering over this handgun laying next to him. <laughs> <laughs> keeps rubbing his head, forehead, in his face, you know. <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> of course, the handgun is loaded, by loading a, a long yellow bullet into the barrel, and the trigger is a spring launcher on top.
0: you know really in the pale moonlight there should have been like not as a focal piece of cisco recording the log but just somewhere visible in the environment there should have been a phaser positioned in such a way where like he had to purposely put it there and like the camera never focuses on it he never like reaches toward it it's just there as part of the thought process
2: right yeah We, we we it was intentionally put there, but never it's called put there, upon.
0: Yeah, it's put there for the audience to notice and consider. But, you know, no no specific mind is paid to it in the context of the scene.
2: Yeah, you don't make it so obvious that it becomes like a Chekhov's gun or anything.
0: Chekhov's phaser. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, my God. This thing. Well, this thing.
0: What? Oh, what did Suri do now?
1: Oh,
2: what? <laughs> oh, God.
0: Load faster. It's yeah, so
2: adorable. Load faster. Oh, my goodness. Huh.
0: <laughs> uh-huh.
1: It's adorable. Look at
0: that. I'm he just looking at the hurt
1: animation face.
0: I'm looking at the second picture and the positioning of the stand arm. <laughs> the hurt animation face.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. See, my mind immediately went with the, oh, my God. Oh, yeah, that's his damage-taking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, okay. All right. Yeah, it took me a second to get where Hey Mickey already was.
0: Well, I mean, he could be taking damage in a sense.
2: <laughs> that's why you lube properly. <laughs>
0: Well, he didn't defeat what Lube cost Man. What viscosity of
1: loop does Mega Man need? Yeah, he didn't defeat Lube Man yet, so he didn't
0: have that power.
2: <laughs>
0: Lube Man.
2: I prefer the synthetic. <laughs> yes, I went with the Captain N Mega Man
1: voice.
0: Oh, is that what that was? Mega yes, Mega. It was. Mm-hmm. I,
1: yeah, I recognized it. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's not the super fighting robot voice.
0: You mean the, uh, like, 30-year-old dude?
1: Yeah. <laughs> he puts the man in Mega Man. I was gonna say! <laughs> yeah, I'm not Mega Boy, bitch!
0: <laughs> What's this, Fort Max? I, I assume it's fun. linked to the figure. Is that what it is, Fort Max?
1: Mm. No, oh, it's uh, no. Fire from Wind Spectre. Oh! I've never seen Wind Spectre.
0: See, that actually I looks like armor.
1: Goblet tweets about it a lot.
0: All this right, looks so like when the, when... it looks like armor because this is Metal Heroes, not Sentai.
1: Right. Which see... also known as Beetleborgs. Yeah, or Beetleborgs. VR Troopers.
0: This would be right. more the VR Troopers speed. Yeah. And these
2: guys tend to be more singular than like on a team, right?
0: Generally? I mean, kind, you know, there's yeah. Metal there's... Heroes
1: is more of like a three-man team type of deal. Okay. Sometimes. When there's Sentai, yeah, yeah. And then you got your Kamen Riders which are usually singles. Well,
0: classically they were singles. Now they're always at least doubles.
1: Well, because you got to sell toys now. Right. Traditionally, Comrade wasn't very hip on you could use a show to sell a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. So there were toys, but this, the focus is on the show for, and not on the fact that they could be making money hand over fist. Like, right. I mean, this was. But then they woke like, up.
3: Usually you had one, maybe two role play toys total, and then a action figure with the bike.
1: I for see. the whole year. That's it.
0: Huh. Which, I mean, for what the show is, that's kind of, you know, where the merchandising would end logically anyway. But once it came back in 99 and has continued since, you know, all the directives kind of changed with it. So that first writer in the revival had, like, 45 different forms you could change into. <laughs> Jeez.
2: But
3: yeah, they, they either That's variation the of the same character. Not much. Yeah, it's more like 11. Shut up, Fort Max. And half of them were the other half but with gold trim.
0: Right. Well, okay, so Rising Titan form actually at least did change the main color of the armor. Right. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> Man. No, but then you get series like uh, Ryuki, where there actually is legitimately 13 writers over the course of all of its media. Well, 15 if you count uh,
3: the alternatives. Yeah, but who counts them? They suck. (laughs) And several of them have uh, multiple
2: forms. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, so you get the variation on uh, you know fewer characters, but they do more transformations. You can sell more toys. Yeah, I mean that's so usually how it is. Characters.
0: That's usually how it works. The shows that have just the core two writers will always have at least one of them with a bunch of different form changes, so they can still sell a bunch of figures. Right. Right. the The thing that kind of blended the two together was Gaim, where there was a lot of writer characters, and they all had a bunch of, of form changes potentially. And the whole action figure line was based around X number of base bodies and all these armor pieces you could buy and put on them to switch their forms around. Most of which were fruit. Yeah. <laughs> well, weren't they all fruit? I don't think you can call uh, them Not that. all of
3: them. Some of them were rider heads.
0: Okay. True. Yes. That's true.
2: Wow. Oh, all right, gentlemen. I think I need to log off for a bit.
0: Yeah, it's kind of late anyway. And yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. Yeah, you guys have been
2: yep. going like gangbusters, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, see you next week. See you next week. Absolutely. Be sure to bring some caffeine pills or something to keep you awake through the movie. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I, well, <laughs> I gotta, I'll just keep shocking my balls with this taser I got here. Great. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too enthusiastic. <laughs>
0: He right. lives on your pain.